When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. My red dot is flashing. Okay, my red dot is flashing. So this has got to be good news, right? Good news. Great I news. just, I just dropped my iPad downstairs from the top to the bottom, um, and I put a giant, two giant cracks in the screen of it. I know. I slipped on my coat, which I'd put on the stairs, which is something that I reprimand my children for repeatedly. And as the iPad was falling, they were like, ha, 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 Dad can't tell us oh, off. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, but anyway, I'm talking to you through the iPad now. And as you can see, mm. it's fully working and fully functioning. And uh, the thing, the one thing that I'm going to review today, which is iPad related, still works. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, How exactly. What did you ask me then? How are you? Oh, how am I? Um, I'm good, yeah. I've got an underlying kind of feeling of anxiety. Yes. But that comes and goes for me and has done my whole life. So I, I have, um, I, I feel a bit queasy today and it's definitely anxiety related. But I have no idea why. Perhaps. Can I just say something? Yeah, yeah. I need to ask you very quickly about that because you've had it your whole life. Would you mm. say that you have anxiety or that you just have bouts of it? Or? I think I have bouts of bouts of it. But I don't really know where it comes from. I've no idea why I've got it right now. But it could be like caffeine related. I've had a, two coffees today so far. I did get up at like 7.30. Two coffees and a can of Coke. Zero. Right. So that's probably quite a lot of caffeine. So the, the anxiety might be like caffeine related because I can't think that it's anything else at the moment. Yeah. But yes, I would um, say two or three times a week I'll feel like this. You know, and I, I don't know what it is. I've just got to try and ignore it and it goes away sometimes. It is, <laughs> well, it is a very weird situation we're in. Yeah, yeah. But I, I definitely felt I'm like I'm not surprised you feel life. a bit anxious. I would consider that... I would consider myself not a massively anxious person. Mm. But I've been, I've definitely been very anxious during this yeah. experience too. So I, I think you're not alone. I think we all, it's the uncertainty. it all feels yeah. extraordinary and weird. I'm going to uh, take a picture of you uh, and me in this current setup because the oh, last picture, that, hang on a sec, the last picture okay. I took of us, you were unrecognisable as the <laughs> Davina McCall we all know. Um, you did look like Gilbert, which is... Um, um, so, I've also got a lot of cat food and cat trays and stuff behind me. Uh, I'm always it. slightly nervous that there's something incriminating on the Have table. I, got, I haven't got anything. No, it's just so. boring stuff behind uh, me. So but, oh, hang on. Look hang nice. On. Oh, go on. Hang I'm on. Gonna, I'm going to move something. Okay, I won't, I, take, I won't take the picture until she's well, removed. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, so give us a little smile uh, without the Gilbert. Uh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. There. Okay, we've got a picture. <laughs> oh, I should do, I, for, for, the, for the entail app, we need to do it in portrait mode, don't we? So there we go. The viewers will be pleased to see two bowls of fruit on my table. There. I was going to give you a Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, let me just take a picture of that. It is, it is very, very funny. Oh, God, that was me. Got you. Uh, Gilbert, eat your heart out. For those of you that aren't familiar, because I meet lots of people who don't, who don't know who Morgana is, and they didn't see her show, and they go, who's Morgana? Like, if you're unsure I about don't, who Morgana I struggle is. to believe. I mean, that's quite weird, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So me, like, Morgana feels like a huge star. My, my kids don't know who she was or anything like that's that. That's so weird. Yeah, and then I put them on YouTube and put them on some of her stuff and they laughed and laughed out loud. Um, her fern cotton impression was... The fern cotton? Something else. 
Have you been to see many gigs recently, Fern? A million, as right. you well know. I have gigs in my sleep, mate. I know that. Come on. It's what you like, the two things you like the most, gigs and sleep. G- gigs, sleep and cats. Miranda I mean, as well. Did you see Miranda? Oh, good. Yes. Can we attend? I should Coco. Tell the little radio voice man that we are definato hot potato. Oh. She's an amazing impressionist. Yeah, impressionist? Uh, Impression. Yeah, I, I would go in. Impersonator. Okay. Impressionist. Impersonator. Impressionist's yeah. a painter, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, go onto YouTube and have a look at Morgana. Follow her on Instagram and all of that stuff. Because the girls. And if you're listening on Intel, we'll put we'll put a yes, clip up. we'll put a link to, to something uh, funny that she's done. She's done lots of fun. Well, sorry, I just dropped my Reese's Nutrageous in case you heard that. Oh, is that what it was? Because uh, um, I did yep. think, God, she's dropped something there. I wonder what it is. Yep. Um, Russell, what look? Russell, Russell. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how are you? You've asked me. How are you? Um, yes, I'm good. I, I, I'm getting sort of used to life in lockdown, which mm. is a weird mm-hmm. um, thing to say, and how different everything is. I was just thinking about supermarkets earlier and how they must be so busy. No wonder they keep getting sold out of everything because, you know, even if you didn't eat out very often, lots of people used to eat out every lunch and go to a local sandwich bar just to pick up a sandwich for lunch. And now we're eating, you know, three meals a day at home. It's it's crazy, like, (sighs) how different everything is. Yeah. It just be it'll be so fascinating that in five or ten years time, historians and scientists and and people like that will be able to look back at this time and draw out some data of of what the outcome was for people. I'm so fed up with eating and cooking that mm. it's putting me off food altogether. It's like God, please, mm. not another goddamn meal. Um, I've so, thought about that too. Yeah, so I, like I wonder if there's any repercussions to to that or. You know, sleep. I mean, I don't speak to anybody who's no. sleeping well. Like nobody's no. sleeping well. So how long is that going to take to recover? And what are going to be the after effects of that? You know, lots of funny little uh, things that might just have a slightly bigger impact further down the line. And also the see. birth. You know, the the coronavirus baby boom. My God, what effects that going to have? It's quite, yeah, it's fascinating. It is, isn't it? Because you can imagine lots of people would probably be doing it and doing it and then doing it yeah. again. You know? Yeah. And then there'll be some people that are not doing it. And then it there'll all. be arguments about <laughs> not doing it. Yeah, and well, I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> not again. Yeah. Get away. <laughs> um, yeah. So it'll be, it'll be fascinating, I think, to look back, look back at all of this. Mm. One thing that has happened is my tea intake has gone up enormously. I was, I was about to give up tea altogether. What do you mean you were about to give up tea? Yeah, I just, I just wasn't interested in tea anymore. I'd had enough. Like I was 46 years old. I drank tea my whole life. And I just thought, you know what? I don't need it. And you then, do? What are you talking about? I, Tell I everybody know. what tea you drink and well, how so you drink. Earl Grey, or I will go Lady Grey as well. Um, and I love that. Like, that's a massive leap. I, I yeah, mean, yeah. Or I'll even, I'll even do Lady Grey. Lady wow. Grey, yeah. Um, but I don't like Yorkshire tea, PG tips, Thai food. I don't like normal black tea or whatever it is they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too strong. It gives my stomach a funny feeling. And um, yeah, I don't like hot milk either. So I like a bit of milk, but not lots of milk. Milky tea, ugh. like a splash of milk, Earl Grey, half a sugar, you know, in a regular size cup. Don't give me a big cup. Like, so. Well, I am like the antithesis. Yes, you are. Of you. I am. It might be worth taking a picture of that, Michael. Okay. Um, I've got my big, enormous mug, just to give you an idea. This is my hand on the mug. It's got context. Um, And uh, I have um, Yorkshire tea, very brewed, quite a lot of milk, but so it's still dark, like wet sand, but like 10B. In Wales, wet sand, not the Maldives. It is not nice. And, um, and no sugar. And I have to, I'm also extremely particular, as you know, Michael, about my cup. So it has to, <laughs> it has to be bone china. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm totally with you on the bone china. <laughs> oh, really? 
I don't oh like a thick. I don't like a thick cup, like a thick I rim of like a cup thick, in my mouth. No, I don't want a thick glass. I don't want a thick cup. I don't want anything thick in my mouth. Really, I like thin, slender. Stop it. Um, a, like a, a delicate cup. This is. I, I've, I've stolen this from your house. I know. I recognise it actually. Yeah, it's bone china. It's lovely. Um. But do you know where I get all my bone china mugs from? I'm very particular about that as well. Danoon. And do you know what? I went to Disney uh-huh. in Florida, to Walt Disney World in Florida, uh-huh. and um, it, at Epcot, which is um, one of the parks, uh-huh. Epcot represents each country in the world, and there's a beautiful big lake, and uh-huh. you can go around and you can go and visit. You know, we always have lunch in Japan, and then you can go to... Paris and you can go to Germany and you can I mean it's it's brilliant and we always walk through Great Britain to get to Japan okay and for the first time ever I mean I've been there a million times but for the first time ever this time we went into the gift shop and in the gift shop they sell Danoon mugs and I, I took a picture of the Danoon mugs and I sent it to Danoon and I was like I know you guys know this, but I was so comforted to find my mug of choice in Florida. This is amazing. That is very good. Very good indeed. It has got to the point where I'm I'm nearly so old that I'm going to start taking a mug and tea with me on holiday. At the moment, I I take tea bags with me on holiday. Yeah, well, me too, because you can't get good Earl Grey abroad. So I always stick a bag of um, a tea uh, of twining Earl Grey tea. Don't want Marks and Spencer's Earl Grey tea. I don't want Tesco's finest Earl Grey tea. Do Just, they taste very different? Yeah, they taste quite different. I'll tell you, Pret do a really good Earl Grey, though. Very Jesus, nice. if Pret don't give you an, like, a job after this or some yeah, sort of like, sponsorship, Pret need to sponsor you immediately. I, I do love all that. We should really crack on because we, with the preamble, okay. the preamble's gone okay, on for quite a while. Okay, just gone on for ages. Yeah, yeah, it has. Um, one of the big problems of FaceTiming you is I get to see my face a lot like permanently looking into a mirror and the more I look at my face the more I would like uh, some kind of plastic surgery done to remove various wrinkles and lines now we did have a message from a reader I was, yeah I, but I'm just I was gonna very quickly say actually with this light and everything you look marvelous oh really yeah you look really handsome I'm being bleached out by a whole bunch of light is that in, what it is yeah yeah in reality <laughs> My face looks terrible. Uh, it's very wrinkly and very old. Now, we did get a message from somebody about two or three weeks ago um, saying, we, I'd love to get you and Davina's take on plastic surgery and things like that. Mm-hmm. We decided we're going to do, a, we're going to dedicate an entire episode to yep. plastic surgery. With a I have found yeah. an amazing plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, he is called, if you want to see um, his work, he's called Mark, spelled M-A-R-C, Pacifico, P-A-C-I-F-I-C-O. He's on Instagram and mm. he posts the most graphic group yeah, like yeah. videos of um, operations that he does. But it's even on a medical level. I'm not a medic. Mm. I'm not into, but I do love a medical drama, as everybody knows. Yes. Um, but just as far as just getting an insight into um, what he does and the, the amazing work that he does. Because in fact, lots of the operations that he does are really transformational and you cannot imagine what it must do for people. Um, I mean, the ones that I, the, my favorites to, to look at are the people that have really worked so hard and gone for extreme weight loss. Like mm-hmm. they've worked so hard to get all that weight loss, but they're left with a lot of skin and he does these kind of full body lifts um which are extraordinary Mm. um and gives people their their bodies back like how they would look would have looked without you know before they gain the weight and i just i always think god that must be so lovely to be able to to do an operation that would be so transformational for somebody even as far as just the weight of the extra skin would be Mm amazing to let go of and also i think for somebody that's had extreme weight loss um when when you want to uh lose that weight when you're left with the skin it's Mm -hmm. just a constant reminder of something you don't necessarily want to be reminded of yeah um 
Anyway, I mean, really, it really, uh, he's, he does amazing work. Yes, and his, his, his Instagram account is Mark Pacifico, right? Yes. And that's what it is. Um, but it's well worth a look at and a follow because it is fantastic. They are amazing as well. And he doesn't just do bodies. He's doing things to people's faces as well. Yeah, faces, face, lips. Eyes, lips. Like bringing the hairline down. Autumns. He does this thing where he nicks some skin from under the nose and, and pinches the top lip like up a bit. It's yeah, and it but but it's so that people don't have to have lip injections. Yes, it's, it's an alternative. It gives them to a fill. fuller a fuller lip. It's weird. Oh, on that, yeah, yeah. I just want to. I, I need to move on. So yeah, we yeah. will do a plastic surgery special yeah. with Mark Pacifico when lockdown's finished. I wanted to talk about the morning show. Yes. Um, very quickly, because um, the last time we spoke, I hadn't finished watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and I need to talk about uh, that show because yeah. <laughs> I've got to say thank you. I'm so delighted. That you I mean, I, and we, d we discussed last week that we'd both slightly been put off it by people kind of saying, oh, I'm not so sure. It's, you know, the first episode. I was so hooked at the end that on the, on the day of watching the last episode, it was about, um, it was the weekend, it was about 8.30 in the morning and Chester came in and said, hi mum. And I said, Chester, could you come here? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. And I said, could we pretend that it's Mother's Day? And he looks at me a bit quizzically and says, yes. And I say, so could you bring me a cup of tea and feed the cats and feed the dog. I have to watch this episode. I was so <laughs> desperate to see yeah. the final episode, but at the same time mourning as we went into the final episode because I knew it was going to end. And yeah, yes. Uh, it's deadly, filming it? series two now. And yeah, they, said, they said the summer they'd be filming it. Be, you'd be ready for either late this year or early next year. It is a heartbreaker that because for people who are interested in watching box sets, you've only got one box. And that does put people off because it's like, well, what's yeah. the point if I'm nowhere to go yeah. with it? So tell me what you really liked about it. I mean, uh, well, I tell you what, when, as soon as I watched it, I thought, my God, you're going to love this. I would have been devastated if you said I watched it and it was rubbish uh, um, because it felt like it was entirely kind of your domain. Like you work in this industry. Um, you've been probably the anchor on shows similar to that. I know you've worked on This Morning. You've done, been on Good Morning Britain and all of this kind of stuff. So you know this business inside and out. So I was wondering whether you thought it felt authentic or not. Um, and then, you know, just the development of those characters and whether they were believable. I thought they were totally believable. And I, I totally. The whole thing. But, Although I've never, I've never really, really worked. I've only sort of been a guest yeah. on those kind of shows. And so I don't think I, like, ever really understand the frenetic nature of those shows. Mm -hmm. And... But because they're live, they're daily, they do have to act on things that are happening there and then. And there will be moments in Phil and Holly, um, Phil mm. and Holly's career, where um, they will be dealing with something that is happening at that moment, yeah. which they will have to cover and they will have to go live. And you can imagine the gallery. It, it is like that. But the, you know, in America, it's completely different to the UK. Mm. I mean, the head of the network, um, it's just not like that in the UK. We're all terribly British. And there's just not the same kind of money at stake. I think at one point, Steve Carell said something like um, 20 million a year. That was a number that he, he uh, that was his salary. And oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, what? Wow. Yeah, the, the numbers are massive, aren't they? Out there I mean, yeah. crazy. And the flat that Jennifer Aniston had um, mm. was mad. But I thought that the, the acting was extraordinary. The way that um, the Steve Carell character developed over time and, and the journey that you go on with him. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, the questions I know you we ask had yourself. Yourself, yeah. yeah. Well, because at the very beginning, I thought, is this going to be um, a, a pop at the Me Too movement? Yes. Uh, of sort of saying, you know, actually, some people uh, were just lechy and unfaithful. Mm -hmm. And like, isn't that okay? And then that's like leading on a whole question of like, well, no, yeah. it's what's not okay. okay and and what's what's, what's yeah. okay and what's not okay? They dealt with that brilliantly. Yeah, I thought that was did, so they? well played out. One of the great pieces which we haven't talked about is when uh, Steve Carell is sat with with his director friend who has been. Oh, uh, and, and they try and make a distinction about. The, the, the two of them being sexual predators, like which one's more predatory 
than the other and that they're a slightly different class of friends. It's like, God, this conversation's amazing, you know. And Steve Carell just got that flicker and then that flicker of utter disdain. Anyway, I'm not going to give away too much. I'm not going to give away too much there. But I just um, found all of the characters, so many of the characters in it. I love the English girl Mm-hmm. Um, with the weather guy I loved yes. I, I really there were so many offshoots of the show if you haven't seen it I can't recommend it high enough I must address um, a chat that I've had with um, a lady um, online who was um, I listened back to what we said about um, mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston on last week's show about um, what she's done to her top lip and how distracting we found it in the first few episodes and actually we weren't um, criticizing her at all, and we weren't criticizing plastic surgery um, or criticizing her, but we were saying that um, the fact that she's changed her appearance was quite distracting at the beginning of yeah. the series. But actually, by the end of the series, by the time I'd finished watching, um, it wasn't distracting at all because I was just so hooked into the story. Yes, so I, I agree. And, and one of the other things think I think about we, we, we both discussed on that was whether actually it was a character um kind of like a a character thing like alex levy the the anchor of the biggest show in america is likely to Mm. have done some plastic surgery Mm. or botox or whatever yes of course what we were trying to establish whether it was was jennifer aniston done this or whether it was the character alex levy but the other thing is i feel like i dragged you into this debate a little bit because i had a real problem with the irishman um and the, the prosthetics and the way they'd made people look tried to make people look younger and that was totally distracting. We'd also talked about it on Knives Out. We talked about Don Johnson and, and how, he, he, you know, his face didn't move. In fact, we felt like he couldn't act and that was distracting as well. So, and conversely, um, how Jamie Lee Curtis was extremely expressive. Yes. Having not and been how, um, how exciting that was mm-hmm. to see a fully expressive. I mean, I think if you're going to act, you know, I, I can't say anything because I've done Botox and I had Botox on my fan lines here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, so I, 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 can't, I can't say anything against it. Um, but I just think if you're an act, actor, then it's, you've got to be a bit careful because these micro gestures of your face yeah. are important when you're acting. Um, and mm-hmm. that's to all actors, men and women and it's mm-hmm. a it's not a criticism of a person per se it's a it's a thing to look out for when you're acting yeah it is fascinating and um you you see it you're, we're obviously seeing it more and more now too it's, it's, mm. it's perhaps becoming more and more normal what's interesting about it is that uh, I, I will often criticize people for having had some work done and at the same time I'm desperate to have some work done <laughs> well isn't that often the case i know isn't but that isn't that it funny when people do that in life what i can't work out is why like is it just me am i looking at myself just thinking i want to be i just want to be 35 again you know like i want my face to look young again or am i am i being bombarded by messages subliminally and, and all these social constructions that are that are making me feel insecure about the way i look i don't know what it is but i can't wait to have a little a little i think um youth is um desirable right desirable yeah hmm. And that we all slightly cling onto the vestiges of our youth. Mm. But I do feel in television and radio or like any kind of performance thing, even radio, where like where you are there, you are a personality. Mm-hmm. You are in the public eye. And so you do think about stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is tricky navigating that mm. and how you feel about it i mean i do try and really not judge anybody for anything that they've done so that's why it was interesting yes. that this woman felt um that i had and uh but i yeah i mean generally speaking in life i don't like if i saw jennifer aniston or when i've seen jennifer aniston in other things yeah yeah i, I haven't really commented on it because she's in a photo shoot or mm. she's it's not to do with her work but this was a piece of work that we were critiquing and it was yeah. and uh, you, it's fair to say that you are constantly judged as well i think can't you i mean i'll, I'll look at some yeah. comments but, i mean that's like part that. of it's part of being in the public eye job yeah. yeah it's part of my job well i think the other thing is there's human nature to judge i think i mean we we are now presenting a podcast that's judging things 
Um, yes, but that's uh, what our podcast does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I think it's... Um, it's Should we judge something else? Yes, let's judge something else. But please watch The Morning Show. We'd love to know what you think. Um, because um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's been really good and it's very thought-provoking. I've got a listener um, who provided us with an idea to review. And I would like to um, review The Tea's Made. Yes. So I want to say thank you to um, Lindsay um, because she's the one that said, go and try out the Swan Teas Made. Now, have you heard of Swan? Of course, yeah. They, I, I feel like Swan have been around for years. They I'm have. Sure, I remember a Swan can opener that my mum had when I was a young boy. They're a little bit like the Lakeland of the... Ah. Um, 50s, 60s and 70s. Yes. Okay. They um, made everything from kitchen goods, kitchen appliances. Um, they even make dishwashers. Um, they make sort of stand mixers. It's got a very strong British heritage. And in fact, um, they started in the 1920s. And the tea's made has been around forever, but they've, what they've done with quite a few of their things is they've just redesigned their entire collection and brought it up to date but with a hint of that really lovely kind of 50s, 60s vibe to it. Yeah. So the tea's made that I've got, um, which is $69.99, um, it is a sort of retro, it's a bit of a retro tea's made. They do make a slightly more modern looking one. Okay. Um, but I got an older fashion, uh, old fashioned looking one, which I will post a picture of. So it is the clock. Yep. It's also an alarm mm -hmm. and you can set the alarm. So your tea is made, uh, as your alarm goes off. Great. That's exactly what you want. Yeah. You want to wake up to a cup of tea. <clears throat> now, I made a few um, childish schoolboy errors when I, when I used it for the first time. My daughter said, don't you want to flush it out and rinse it out and do it a couple of times? <laughs> I am extremely lazy. And I was like, no, no, no it'll be fine, it'll be fine. So the first cup of tea that I made yes. um, tasted a bit old plasticky because I hadn't basically flushed the system through. So you need to make two cups of tea at least or two pots of tea. Okay. So what happens is because it says, Oh, and you'll wake up to the classic teas made whoosh. Yes. Have you, do you remember the teas made whoosh? Did your mum uh, have one? Yeah. 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 I remember noise. I don't remember a whoosh. It was more yeah, like So a... it starts, it goes like this. It goes, look, 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 yeah. look, 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 look. Ah. Okay. As it kind of lets out the last bit of um, steam. steam and water. And you basically have got your tea bag in the pot that's sitting um, inside the teas made. And then um, Lindsay brilliantly suggested, why don't you put some cubes of milk or put some milk into an ice cube tray, yeah. freeze them, and then put the cube of a milk into your teacup. And by the morning, it will have defrosted. And then you pour your tea in. Now, having a cup of tea in bed um, before you go downstairs is really, really nice. Okay. There are a couple of cons. The cons are all the other gubbins that you then have to take down in the morning to wash um, your, your pot, your cup. Mm. You've got to make sure that you bring your milk up and down and, you know, teaspoons and everything. There's a lot of gubbins a lot of that come yeah. But you know how much I love my tea? Yes. And I say the faff is work, worth it. Yeah. Well, I also I feel like the tea's made was always like a, a, a thing a retired couple did as well. Like mm. my gran and granddad had a tea's made when they stopped mm. working. So all that faff is like kind of something to do with your time, I suppose. And it's the ritual of it, isn't it? A lot of people love the ritual, getting beans, grinding yes. the coffee, making the coffee. Yes. Like it's as enjoyable as the drink itself. So you could get into that. Um, someone had, I'm just looking at the post that you, you put of the teas made on our, on our Instagram. So this is Run for Wine. <laughs> what a great Instagram name. What? what? Uh, run for Wine. <laughs> <laughs> run dot four, the number four, and then dot wine. I uh, hope you enjoyed your cup of tea in the morning. I know the noise can be a little disconcerting, but once you realise <laughs> it's not going to explode, you do get <laughs> <laughs> well, that was exactly water it. all over. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, and and, and it, it was run run for wine that said get the milk cubes sorted. This must be the person oh, it was who run suggested for wine. it. Yeah, it must be the person who suggested uh, who suggested it. Um, I was ready to pop the question. The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Very excited when this post came up, because I've looked for teasmates for ages. I can't really find one. And I wanted an old school one, like an old 70s one like my mum had, with an actual ticking clock in it, stuff like that. Um, it hasn't got so, a ticking clock. The, the clock is digital. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's not a ticking clock, but it is the shape of it and everything is very retro. And the pot is really retro as well. Now, am I right um, thinking that it boils the, the, the water in one kettle and then it passes yes. the steam through into yes. the teapot? So it does all yes. that automatically. So you yes. wake up to a brewing pot of tea. A brewing pot of tea. God, I love it. I so know. This is, this is Swan. How much does it cost? Sixty nine ninety nine, and they've got another one, um, which is slightly different for seventy nine ninety nine. Mm. I mean, I would really recommend you going to the Swan site again. I just want to reiterate: mm. nobody sponsors us, no. um, unfortunately, yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the Swan site, um, Fern. Fern Cotton did some advertising for them. She did, yeah. she did a range, I think, for Swan. But all of their product is lovely. Their mm. retro product, product's very nice. Their stand mixers, um, definitely. Um, I mean, when you look at something like KitchenAid, that you know the stand mixers, the big ones with the big bowl? I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, the KitchenAid thing. So yeah. KitchenAid costs, um, I mean, some of the really big ones, the big litre ones, are £499, but the stand mixer by Swan is £99.99. More like it, innit? I know, right? Yeah. Um, and they've got, like, Nordic collections, which have got um, touches of wood on them and, and are quite retro-looking. Their design is very, very interesting and unlike any other design. Yes. Well, that's... Any- Right. They feel unique. That's some of the heritage is based in their design. Because as soon as you said swan, I could mm. instantly picture three or four swan things from my childhood. Mm. So um, it's got some history and heritage there, I would have thought. Well, great. And they've, they've got a website of it. It's just like swan yep. appliances or something. We can see that on and the And I don't think they're made in Britain, but their entire design team and their entire office is in Britain. Great. I'm really looking forward to a cup of tea from that tea yeah? at some point. It'd have to be Earl Grey, I'm afraid. You realise that? That's okay. That's okay. We can do separate bags. We can put bags in, in cups. Okay. Um, I, yes. So then we just boil the water, right? And then I, we can have yep. our own water. Great. I'm delighted. Yep. This whole thing's getting better and better. Um, great. Thank you. What are you going to give it? Have you got to, you've got to... I'm going to give it um, eight out of ten. Great. Yeah. Well, that's I, good, I really, I really would recommend it. I mean, it is a bit of faff and it's a bit of extra cleaning and blah, 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 but actually having a cup of tea in bed without having to go downstairs is a winner. Um, and we need to do a big thank you to run for wine. Yes. <laughs> for suggesting we love that. Recommendations. Yes. Please, uh, please send in uh, various recommendations because um, they're super helpful. Uh, and we'd love to be engaging with you as well. That's the point, I think, really. Is that exactly. There's, there's loads of things that we could talk about, but we'd love to know what you'd want to hear. Um, I have something to offer. Yeah, it's gone. This, this is a game changer on every level. So, first of all, we're about to go back to school, essentially. So kids are going to start to be homeschooled again by next week, I think, to a certain extent. Yeah. For me, this slots into homeschooling. So if you're having difficulty with homeschooling, and you've got the opportunity to teach your kids something um, independently of the things that, that they're learning at school. This is 
the greatest bit of homeschooling you'll ever do. It's a documentary. It's on Netflix. So if you've got Netflix, you've got it. Um, you'll be able to get it on other places as well. On IMDb, it rates at 9.1. What? Yes, I know. Right? Oh, my God. It's the greatest piece of modern history that you will ever lay your hands, eyes and ears on. It's called The Vietnam mm. War. And it's a 10-part documentary. But the parts are long, like one hour 50. How long? One hour 50 oh. per episode. Oh, my so God. How many are there? 10. There's 18 oh. hours. It's 18 hours oh. worth of information. Now... Some of you might think, oh, God, I'm not into this. But if you've got kids and you, you'd, like to, you'd like them to learn something in, during this period while they're off, and I say kids, I'd say between 15 and 18 or something like that, mm. anyone older, it, it's a no-brainer. You, mm. you this isn't about the Vietnam War specifically, although it covers every aspect of that war from 1896, I think, right through uh, to about 1975. Um, uh, sorry, 1858 is the first mm -hmm. episode it starts in. Mm -hmm. And it, it's under French colonial rule. It's, it used to be called French Indochina. Um, so you learn a little bit about the history of Vietnam and, and some really interesting things there. Then obviously World War II breaks out. So you learn mm. a little bit what happens there. And then uh, Vietnam becomes independent. And then the French come back. And the Americans come and help the French. You, you learn all this stuff. So this all happens in episode one, really. And it's, it's interesting at this point. The artillery commander was so confident of victory, he complained, I have more guns than I need. General Zapp saw his chance. We decided to wipe out at all costs the whole enemy force at Dien Bien Phu, he remembered. Did you know anything about the Vietnam War? I mean, apart from seeing movies yes. before you watched it. No, I didn't. All I knew is that it was a really contentious war um, and the anti-war movement in America was so polarizing. I mean, you think mm. America's polarized now, like, forget it. Like, mm. it's nothing compared to what it was. So it's hard to get a handle on it. I remember watching Born on the Fourth of July and thinking, mm. I don't really understand why they went from fighting in a war to then fighting against the war. So mm. there was a lot of uncertainty around it. And I used to, as you know, my very good friend Dan Snow is a historian, would often drop in information about Vietnam when we was talking. And I used to think, God, I wish I knew a little bit more about, about all of that. It's the greatest because... documentary I've ever seen, like ever, like about oh, any subject, okay. anything That's ever. Big. It's, it's massive. So it's a crucial bit of information that most people, I think, who live in Western Europe or the West should understand a proper you know, should understand properly and, and in, in certain amounts of detail, because between, let's say, 1961 and 1974, what happens to America? What happens to society across across the world during that point, mm. even from a cultural point of view, when you think about the Beatles and rock music and fashion and all that kind of stuff. But the civil rights movement is in there. The assassination of JFK is in there. Wow. The stepping down of L yeah. LBJ. An American president's never stepped down from, from his position before. LBJ decided not to run for a second term. Nixon got in. You've got the Watergate scandal in there. You've got the shooting. The shooting of American students on university campuses by American soldiers. Can you, can you even believe that? Mm. It's unbelievable. Unarmed students being shot and killed by American soldiers in America on their own university campus. But was that, was that like a high school shooting it was one of those no. kind of things where, no, it, was, where... it was an, an anti-war protest <gasps> oh i uh, thought you meant uh, like it was a soldier who was suffering from ptsd and had gone mad no. this is an anti-war protest on a university campus where the national what? guard turn up and shoot and kill four students i mean it's unbelievable what happened in america during that period and every bit of that information is in this documentary it wow. is breathtaking. Wow. And so first of all, let me just say that that's something you've got to watch. It's called Vietnam War. It's made by Ken Burns and Lynn Novick. It's beautifully narrated and the footage they have is incredible. And the things you learn from start to the finish. I watched the final episode last night for the second time. I've watched this twice, by the way, in the last year. I was so engrossed in it. But um, sorry, go on. You'd, you, you were going to say something there. I just wanted to say that um, even if your kids aren't learning about it in history, I think if you can get them engaged in something, this is why I think, I think Holly might really enjoy this, mm -hmm. that um, it just opens their eyes to enjoying history in general. 
You know, yes. you don't have to be doing history at A level to enjoy this. It's like, mm -hmm. actually, there are certain things in history. Well, all history is important. Yes. You know, all history matters. Um, but I, it's a shame that for a lot of us, including myself, I only come to that realization mm. later in life. Well, th there's so many questions, and it'd be really, it's, you know, what I love about it is if I'm ever stuck at a party or something like that, and I don't know who to talk to or what to talk about. Mm. I've learned so much in this these 18 mm. hours of, of documentary that you are never stuck for a conversation with anybody about virtually anything to do with Western culture because I would say you're still feeling the ripple effects of that time yes. now. It mm. was fantastic. So, first of all, that's the thing to watch. But the other thing out of the back of that Vietnam thing is all the different things that spur off it because you have got the assassination of JFK, which is an epic story documentary yes. movie in itself. There's three or four movies to watch there. Yes. You've got things like Frost Nixon to watch. You remember yes. the, the movie with uh, yes, Michael Sheen? Yes, so right? good. Frost Nixon feeds into it. Steven Spielberg, two years ago, did an amazing film with Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep called The Post, which is yes. about uh, the Washington Post delivering this yes. story, which was secrets by Bobby McNamara, who was the defense secretary at the time, under Lyndon Johnson and under uh, JFK. His story is fantastic, because I don't know if, if anybody knows that story, but he knew early on in about 1964 that America couldn't win Vietnam, and it was just going to be a huge waste of people's lives. And, and the, the story of The Post is all about that story coming out in the 70s. You've got things like Apocalypse Now. There's a brilliant film called uh, Rescue Dawn, uh, which is Christian Bale, and he plays the part of someone called uh, Dieter Dangler, who was the very first airman shot down. I don't know if he was the very first, but he was one of the, the airmen shot down over North Vietnam, and he was put in prison for eight years and yes. subjected to absolutely brutal torture. But there's a documentary called Little Dieter Needs to Fly, and then Rescue Dawn is the film. All of these rate about eight on IMDb. Can I just ask so, you something? Yes. Yeah. You need to put these in chronological order in a list, and we need to put them on the Entail app. Okay, I'm going to do that. But we need to take a, you need to take a photograph of your handwritten list of all the films that we need to watch. Okay. Um, and what order we need to watch them in mm. um, once, the, once the documentary yeah. is finished. This is okay. important. Uh, and another one off the back of that, I'll mention two or three more. It's called The Fog of War, 11 Lessons from the Life of Robert S. McNamara. That's 8.1 on IMDb as well. And it's an amazing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It was born on the 4th of July, Good Morning oh, Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, and yes. Then BBC Four did the most fantastic two or three part documentary called um, Escape from Saigon. Because once the North Vietnamese invaded Saigon, there was a whole bunch of American people that had to get out of Saigon. The yes. only way they could get out was off the roof of the American embassy. And it's the most breathtaking story of escape that you've ever heard. It's incredible what happens there. So that's another documentary that feeds into this. But I'm just going to give you a couple of, of um, nuggets of information. Um, so Laos was one of the countries that's next door to, to Cambodia. And the Ho Chi Minh Trail read, went through oh, yeah. Laos. It's a tiny little country, but from 1964 to 1973, as part of the secret war operation conducted during the Vietnam War, the US military dropped 260 million cluster bombs, about 2.5 million tons of musicians, uh, munitions on Laos over the course of 580 bombing missions. Wait for it. This is the equivalent of a plane load of bombs being unloaded every eight minutes, 24 hours a day for nine solid years. That's nearly <gasps> seven, that's nearly seven bombs for every man, woman and child living in Laos. Um, and uh, a country approximately the size of Utah, with the unfortunate distinction of now being the most heavily bombed country in the world. Under Richard Nixon, three million tons of bombs in four years was dropped on Indochina, which is more than all of the bombs put together in the entire Second World War. I mean, the stats on, on Vietnam are outrageous. So, how many, how many people died? Oh, it, it, I think something like 60,000 American soldiers died. God knows how many were wounded, but hundreds of thousands. And um, I, I, I can't remember how many Vietnamese, but it was just unbelievable at the amount and the amount of innocent people that died as well was oh, just bad. breathtaking. But all, all of it's tied up in this documentary, but don't think it's a war documentary. It's not, it's a documentary about America and it, it covers 
such social detail, history. Uh, uh, yeah, mm. that, that it's information that you should not be without if you're a grown mm. human mm. adult functioning in the world. And for a kid, I think it's engaging because it's very exciting. The music's fantastic and it's beautifully shot. Oh, is it? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, there's everything in there from Jimi Hendrix and... Um, oh, wow. You know, all those great 60s uh, mm. soul, so American soul that we were all desperate mm. to get hold of here in Britain. So the music's good, but all the little flashbacks to what's going on in America is, is breathtaking as well. I know I've gone on this uh, about, about this for ages, but I can't no, but stress I've got to just say you've done an extremely good job. Well, good. Thank you very much. Because I want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to know anything about American presidents, I mean, you think Trump's bad. Forget it. Like, Nixon would chew Trump up and spit him out for breakfast. I mean, mm. he actually hired a, a bunch of, uh, of burglars called the plumbers and sent them out to go and rob and steal information to, to help him get re-elected. Uh, and that's what Watergate oh, is. Obviously, God. the plumbers got caught. Mm. But, I mean, mm. uh, and what's also amazing is... That all these conversations in the White House were recorded. So it's not hearsay. You actually hear the American president talking about Vietnam, talking about the plumbers, talking about how to get re-elected, mm -hmm. talking about playing a game, all manipulated. And did they and know it was all being recorded? I can't remember. I think they were aware that they were being recorded because I think it was, it, it was part of the deal. A lot of them were so paranoid that they were being manipulated that they recorded all the conversations so they had them but these conversations eventually bit them on the arse of course because they, they yeah they, um, in a big way um yeah they, they, I, can't, I can't think of the phrase all of a sudden too excited talking about this thing but um but yes they incriminated themselves in these tapes so watergate is mm. all the nixon tapes really coming coming mm. into light anyway mm. it's brilliant and i can't wait to watch frost nixon again i'm really looking forward to the film nixon which is an oliver stone film with anthony hopkins in it uh, which I've never seen, um, but Rescue Dawn, I'm looking forward to watching again. But there's a whole bunch of stuff to watch at the back of it. Please go and watch it and, and get your kids to sit down, do an hour a day um, and immerse yourself in it. Do some reading, uh, do some Googling and stuff like that, because it, it's just the most fascinating thing. And to think that we're still uh, feeling the repercussions of it today, is there's no doubt about that. So the Vietnam War, go watch it. Do you know, I'm just imagining um, the little, uh, I, I always imagine that there's a little robot in the entire lap, but it's like a, a human robot uh, with yes. arms and a little head. And he kind of goes, so, and he's going, Michael, slow down on the references <laughs> to the movies. I, I can't find the websites for the movies quick enough to slow. Like yeah. there's a lot to absorb there. Um, there but if you can't remember what Michael said, you can go back and look at this chapter again on the entire lap and it'll um, have links to all the movies that he talked about. And, of course, to the documentary, which I'm definitely going to start watching. Although my daughters have given me this week's TV oh, yeah. experience. Um, so Noughts and Crosses is um, a book that um, Holly, my eldest, read uh, quite a long time ago by um, Mallory Blackman. And they have made it into a TV um, drama. Mm -hmm. Um, and I am going to watch it this week. I think it's on the BBC iPlayer. Yes, it is. It's on the BBC iPlayer, and I'm going to watch it this week and review it next weekend or next Great. week. I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to listen to your review, no. then I'm going to watch it. Okay. We've got to talk about the movie that was recommended to us um, yes. by one of our uh, followers. Um, followers, we sound like religious leaders. We have followers, you know. It was, without a doubt, one of the most feel-good, wonderful films yeah. I have seen. I mean, for all three of my children, ranging from 13 to 18, to sit down together on the sofa and continually throughout the movie go, oh, this movie's lovely. Oh, mm. I lo this is amazing. And at the end of it, I'd say Tilly's probably... My middle child is probably the hardest to please when it comes to movies. Yeah. And possibly the most critical. She'll always sort of look at it um, with possibly even a sort of director's eye. She's always quite, she loved it. Wow. Well, who did you watch it with? I watched it on my own. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I, Would I you just... show your boys? Oh, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I've already suggested they should definitely watch it. Um, so we might watch it together. We've not told anybody what it is. <laughs> it's a <laughs> peanut butter falcon. And um, it is a Shia LaBeouf uh, film, an independent movie. And he is a kind of like a, a rogue fisherman. 
um, somewhere down near Florida on the plains there. And I guess he's not got a, a permit to fish. So he's illegally fishing and he gets slightly chased out of town by these fishermen. So he's nowhere to go really. And he's hitchhiking across America, I guess, just trying to get down further into the Florida Keys, I guess, to make some money somewhere. And he stumbles across an escapee from a care home. Um, now, when I say a care home, it's kind of an old people's home, but it's a, a young, like maybe 21, is he? Is he did he reference his age? I don't think he's they a, did. So I'm saying roughly as a 21-year-old um, Down syndrome boy who's been put into this care home to, to be looked after. But as you can imagine, you know, he's surrounded by lots of old people and he's very bored and he's obsessed with uh, wrestling. So he keeps watching this VHS tape of his all-time favourite wrestler, and he's desperate <laughs> to become a wrestler. And uh, the old people in the home are extremely sweet, and obviously they, they're very, very and fond of, of him. It's Bruce Dern is his friend in the old people's home, and the old guy. Yeah, and he's yes. Laura Dern's um, father. You know Laura Dern with the blonde hair? Now, what a great bit of trivia that is. Thank yeah. you. God, I didn't yeah. know that. And when I looked that up, because I knew he was the father of someone famous. Yes. And I looked it up and then I got lost in a bit of a wormhole. Okay. And I discovered that Diane Ladd was married to Bruce Dern and um, she was Laura Dern's mother and Bruce was her father. And um, Diane Ladd was in Christmas Vacation, oh, which who, is who? like um, National Lampoon's Christmas yes. Vacation. But who he was Clark Griswold's wife. Really? That, yes, that's Laura Dern's mother, yeah. Oh my God, Christmas Vacation is the greatest Christmas film it's ever. It's best ever, well, best ever. The Polar Express is, is also a cool Polar Express is amazing and Love Actually. Love um, Actually. Yeah, Love Actually, Actually. Um, sorry. Uh, sorry, yes. sorry, we so, got lost in a while. No, 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 no. So he helps um, uh, the, the, the kid escape by uh, stretching the bars of his, of his windows, like in a <laughs> That's really funny. But there's a really funny bit where he's just in his underpants and they kind of grease him up with soap and slide <laughs> him out of the bars. It's hilarious. And of course, he then runs away. And, and in running away, in nothing but a pair of wife runs, um, he stumbles across uh, Shia LaBeouf uh, and they build up a kind of funny little friendship. Maybe we could be friends and buddies, bro dogs, and chill. Have a good time. In the wrestling schools, maiden? Yes. One long road leads all the way down. I'll drop you there then. I'm looking for a missing person. Have you seen him? A little man on a lamb. Make your girlfriend back there, Eleanor. Two bandits on the run. Oh, yeah. oh yeah! Rule number one, don't slow me down. Rule number two, I'm in charge. Hey, what's rule number one? Party? No, not party. And I think that's the most heartwarming thing about it. But we're not going to say too much more. No, you're because right. Because otherwise it. it might give away a lot. But um, there's a it's... great, great um, cameo from Thomas Hayden Church, mm-hmm. who you might know from Sideways. And um, That's what he was very, and divorce. Yeah. Um, but he plays a great part in it. Dakota Johnson's in it. Yes, of course. Um, and obviously Shia LaBeouf is amazing. And but on IMDb she... it gets it. Go, oh, go on. It gets a 7.6 and it's one hour, 37 minutes. Oh, it's like when I saw the time, the one hour, 37 minutes. Yeah, like, perfect. I, I don't even care what it's about. Like, no. It's, it fits within <laughs> the realms. But 7.2 and, and, and one hour, 36 or 7 or whatever it is, it's is, is just perfect. It is so nice, isn't it? It's such a good film. It's funny. It's heartwarming. It makes you cry. It makes you laugh. It makes you feel like, Jesus, yes, like anything's possible. Like, yeah. it's just... It's just great. It ticks so many boxes. And the final scene yeah. um, is absolutely amazing. I've got to say that one of our regular listeners, Joe yes. um, Thompson, who um, oh. you know love, um, yeah, obviously course. from uh, when you were playing, what did you call it? Uh, Lockdown quarantine, solitaire. quarantine Solitaire. Yeah. Quarantine Solitaire with Joel. Um, jo Thompson, I uh, FaceTimed with her the other day and she was talking about something and she went, I mean, it um, uh, has only got seven on uh, IMDb, but it is under two hours. And I laughed because she's got that from you. (laughs) People people message me all the time. They go, don't worry, it's over seven and under two hours. (laughs) Okay. It's a thing, right? And and you've started a thing. It needs a hashtag. We need to, I need to invent a hashtag for it. 
Um, but God, that is very funny. Yeah, it's a great film. The final scene, um, which I'm not going to spoil, but um, um, it's one of those things that when you watch it, you think, oh, that would never happen. But what, what I'd like to do is say, well, if you were telling it as an anecdote, it's the kind of thing you would say, like you'd go, <laughs> oh, he did this thing and you wouldn't believe it, but then he did that. You know, I, I watched it with that in mind, like it was a story that was being relayed to me for for all the exciting reasons you would tell someone a story. So don't let like, like, some of those things like put you off, just embrace the story for, for, for the way it's being told. It's fantastic. But it's interesting because normally under normal circumstances, you would potentially not like that moment in the film because yes. you think, well, that would never happen. But, but I think because you'd emotionally invested so much in the previous hour of filming, totally. you know, of the film, you, 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 you are prepared it. to yeah. forgive yeah. Um, the little bends in reality because you just mm. think, oh, actually, I'm completely 100% invested in this movie. Mm. And so was I, and so were all of my kids. So I would highly recommend it. I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. I wow. loved it. I'm going to yeah, go eight nine. out of 10 because I think mm. it was just, it was just a, it was, for me, it was under Hunt for the Wilder People. It didn't yes, quite I agree. have the same bite that the Hunt for the Wilder People had. If, if you've not seen Hunt for the Wilder People, by the oh way, my God. it's like, it's a no-brainer. Just it. go and watch yeah. it. I mean, we could talk about Even it Even just hours. for the church, for oh, the funeral. It's, it's, it's just, just so good, good isn't it? Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I'm going to go eight because I would do Wilder People at nine. I don't think I've ever given anything a ten, but... Um, but it was a great, it was a great film. I really loved it. Um, we've done an hour. I don't know if you want I've to got do... to just very quickly review yeah. one thing because I've opened it. Okay. Pandora's box. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. I've got so... to do it because um, Mrs. Utree, who's called Louise, yeah. actually, a proper name, but her um, handle uh, is Mrs. Utree. She sent me... Um, a few things that she wanted us to review. And one of them, which I'd never heard of, was a Reese's Nutrageous. Um, she also wants us to review Marmite, love it or hate it. So I think yes. we should do that for the next one. And she also wanted us to review Marmite Peanut Butter, which I'd yeah. never heard of. Right, well, um, I, I, I've, got I've got Don't history. say anything. I've got history with Marmite Peanut Butter. Okay, well, just, don't say anything. <sighs> yeah. Um, but I am going to live on air eat a mouthful of Reese's Nutrageous, bearing in mind that I don't eat sugar. Mm. Wow. I mean, it's a bar. Yeah. It looks a bit like a double-decker shape bar. Yeah, it's got a topic-type look about it, yeah. It's got that American kind of flavour to the chocolate, like the Reese's would. Mm -hmm. It's very nutty. It's immensely sweet. <laughs> it's like a cross between... Oh, God, it's really good. It's like a Snickers. Oh, yeah, I love it. Meets... It's Snickers meets Reese's. Okay. If you like Snickers... Yeah, I do like Snickers. But it's, you are going to love this. Snickers, just to be clear, is nougat, caramel, peanuts and chocolate. This has got peanut butter in it as well. Is that right? No. I thought Reese's the Pieces nougat. were peanut butter. No. It's, it's Reese's special... Sauce. I mean, it probably is peanut, it probably is peanut okay. butter. Okay, okay. But what they put in the peanut butter cups... Yeah. Doesn't taste like peanut butter. It's like peanut butter and a ton of sugar. Yeah, and salt. They're very mm. salty as well. And salt. Yeah. Um, so what's it called? So instead Re of the nougat, yep. It's got Reese's peanut butter. Okay. And sugar and salt. It's amazing. Are you going to eat all of that? No, I'm going to stop now. Are you? Yeah, because. Go on, eat it. It will. You'll be it all right. will. Go no. on, get it down. Oh my God, it's like you're being like a pusher. Come on, it's Easter. Um, I'm going to give it to Chester. Okay. Um, it uh, is absolutely delicious. <laughs> and um, it's Where did called you get Reese's it? Nutrageous. I, I bought it at Sainsbury's. Okay. I would imagine you can get it at any supermarket. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's very good indeed. So try it. Um, Louise, we will review the next things next time. Hey, it's, this has been so great. I've really loved this episode. And 
it's so nice to see you and to talk to you on, on FaceTime and all the rest of it. I'm looking forward to the teas made. I'm looking forward to Reese's Pieces. I'm looking forward to see what people thought, think of the Vietnam doc. Yeah. Um, I've and really enjoyed it. Bring up back to Falcon and please let us know uh, what you've enjoyed and what you've watched and give us any ideas. I've got so much that I haven't talked about today that I yeah. can't wait to talk to you about next week. Yeah, me too. Me um, too. But tomorrow, I mean, yes. this is not going to work because this goes out on Friday. Every Wednesday, 2.30, live on Making the Cup, we'll do a little half-hour video yes. podcast. So uh, remember that for next week. Um, it's been lovely. It's very yes, nice it's to see really you. really lovely. And you. And um, I... Stay really... safe. Yeah, yeah, you San too. Diego. You keep, stay safe, San Diego. You keep washing them hands, darling. Yeah, darling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'll speak to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.